0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. I'm Bobby Darren here at SHI Stadium. Rutgers has just defeated Northwestern by a score of 24-7. to uh, Here to talk about the game, here to recap the game, just to, you know, make mention of, a, of what was a good day for Rutgers. And um, to help me with this, I have my man Chris Sakonis here, who was uh, in the press box with me alongside the game. It was never in doubt. Um, Chris, what do you think? Uh, you know, Rutgers is 1-0 with a pretty decisive win over a Northwestern team. Yeah, I think if you dreamed up the best-case scenario for Rutgers
1: going into this game, I think it would look a lot like what we saw on the field there. Two early drives for the offense, which I think for a lot of people is a big question mark coming into this game in this season, and they did not miss a beat, especially in the passing game. Gavin Wimsey getting off to a strong start, um, built on that. Uh, some really big, impactful defensive plays as the game wore on. Um, And I I just think overall, as you said, Bobby, a really good performance for Rutgers, a great way to start the season, 1-0 in Big Ten play honestly hard to dream out much of a better day if you're the Scarlet Knights
0: yeah and I think one of the best uh things for Rutgers fans was the the pulse that the offense showed I mean it came out two big drives early on um two 16 play drives Gavin Wimsett was much more poised much more confident looked like a different player than he was last year but that's really no different from what we've seen through the spring and the summer so it it wasn't really a surprise to be honest to us Chris um but you know the way they methodically moved down the field it really set the tone and I believe that um you know, they could have probably scored more, but it seemed like they dialed it back a little bit and were content to just, you know, run the football most of the time and let the defense just continue to just throttle a Northwestern who didn't have a chance. The Northwestern's offense didn't have a chance against this Rutgers defense. So, um, you know, I'm really impressed with, with Gavin Wimsett. There's some areas, you know, still need to be addressed on the offense. I think they, they're gonna have to re-examine the wide receiver position. Although I thought Chris, Ian Strong showed us what he showed us in training camp, uh, just, you know, and in the spring, uh, as well he's just you know he's he's I think he's destined to be a great receiver and looking forward to see more of him but you know on the defensive side of the ball Chris I mean this unit really really you know stifled Northwestern yeah and I I think that was the thing that also struck me is we knew this was going to be a good Rutgers
1: defense we knew the players they were bringing back guys that they had coming back um, and just what they were able to show last year and to put that together again Another offseason of development, another year uh, with this coaching staff on the defensive side and the ball, a lot of the position coaches coming back as well. Um, and, and they looked pretty complete, and um, especially the running defense, the, the rushing defense, I should say, um, not really allowing much of anything. I think uh, Northwestern only had one pa- uh, rushing yard heading into the fourth quarter, and then right. they got a little bit more that one drive uh, in the uh, – towards the end of the game, but really just a dominant performance uh, by this Rutgers defensive line. And uh, mm-hmm. I think if um, that's any indication, and of course, a lot of the teams on the schedule are going to be tougher than Northwestern, of course. Right. But if they can put that kind of um, you know, ability into week in and week out, I think it's going to be a really exciting Rutgers defense. And I think you have to also be encouraged to go back to the other point on the offense— mm-hmm able to stay on the field enough Mm -hmm. to give the defense a breather. That was another thing that wasn't quite the case last year, but this year uh, or this game, I should say it was.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think one of the more encouraging things on the defense is the emergence of some guys who, you know, maybe not our household names, you know, uh, you know, the, to Rutgers fans. You know, the Aaron Lewis, you're expecting the pressures. Tyreen Powell coming with pressure, doing really well. Max Melton with the interception. But you have guys like Rene Conga, finally healthy, finally making plays. This is a guy that came kind of under the radar as a recruit from Canada and had his share of bumps and bruises the first couple of years. and. He's really playing well, and if you look at that, you know that that third and long pass rush, he's the he's the lone defensive tackle in on that, you know, along with um, the combination of Aaron Lewis and and whether they have Wesley Bailey, Jordan Thompson, or or Motere and, and uh, Jordan. Our, um, Kenny Fletcher out there, so um, you know he, he's really a key to that defensive line, and you know another guy like Shaquan Loyal who's playing big, you know almost had another interception, had another big uh, sack, um, just just a really uh, a really nice uh, guy to step in for where Christian Izium was. So you're starting to see guys come along, and Robert Longerbeam another good game. Uh, I, I think you're seeing the depth of this defense really really kind of start to manifest, and you know the offense is catching up, Chris. It's going to be a little tougher, but um. It was a good day. Anything surprise you along the way? For the offense, I think just you know the first couple of drives, I wasn't sure
1: what the run-pass mix was going to look like. I thought mm-hmm. maybe Rutgers might want to start things off a little more conservative, just try to get something going in the run game. Rutgers had an advantage on both sides of the ball in the trenches, um, which often has not in the past been the case for Rutgers. It was today. But we saw Gavin Wimsett throwing it early, throwing it often. There were a couple plays where you know maybe he could have decided to keep it, but instead he was composed. He stayed in the pocket. He made some good throws, um, looked a lot calmer, um, looked a lot more composed, poised, good decision-making, everything you'd want in a quarterback. And, of course, it wasn't a perfect performance by any means, but especially compared to what we saw out of him last year, definitely a major step forward. Um, But I would say those first two drives were really encouraging. I didn't know how much improvement Rutgers were going to show in a game situation, but that was – if you're the Scarlet Knights, you have to feel pretty good about how that game started.
0: Yeah, and you know, you're also playing without Sam Brown. You're also playing without Aaron Young. You have the combination of Kyle Menungai and Jay Sean Benjamin, who is a true freshman who I think really showed a lot. Good running back instincts, good speed. Uh, I think he's just a, a you know a really good football player, and, and he's getting an opportunity early on. So um, I think that's going to be a, a real asset to have. There's depth in that running back room, and um, you know, without Sam Brown, and, and Aaron Young, you, you had a chance to see this team really kind of lean on that depth, and, and it's promising. And the offensive line played well too. I mean, there were times Gavin Wimsett was back there for a while. Um, he was back there, and he, he could you know go through his progressions. He could go through his reads. So you also have to give it up to the offensive line. I mean, some of those running plays, you know, were you know they were stacked up in the middle. Um, you know, wasn't uh, you know a huge day um, yardage wise rushing, but they did the job. They got it when they had to. And, um, you know, so so that line has been a work in progress for some time now, and to start to see them kind of come through and start to gel a little bit in the first game is a very promising sign moving forward, Chris.
1: Yeah, and now a couple other games coming up where that offensive line and the rest of the offense, rest of the team as well, can build some momentum ahead of, you know, really the meat and bones of the Big Ten schedule. Um, but I, I'd have to agree with that, Bobby. I think the offensive line played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, Gavin, like you said, had a lot more time back there. Um, and he looked, like, like, go back to what I said before, calm, poised, going through, making good decisions. There weren't a lot of times where you said to yourself, maybe Gavin could have made a better decision. And I think that, even more than just the hard stat line has to be pretty encouraging,
0: yeah, and you know it's it's you know moving forward you can't say enough about winning the first game, you can't say enough about uh, going into the season with a win, you know, and it's it, Rutgers was 1-13 at home against Big Ten teams coming into this game. This is a big deal. I mean, you know, you're starting off, look, Northwestern, are they, are they world beaters? No. Are, are they going to win a lot of games? Probably not. I mean, the quarterback, I think, is a formidable player, but he doesn't have much help. But regardless, Rutgers took care of business. And, and Chris, if they opened up the playbook and started throwing the ball a lot more, I think you could have seen a, a bigger blowout than what it was. But the staff was content on riding things out the way it was. You saw them mix in some runs, um, maybe not the most entertaining second half, but effective nonetheless. And it would have been a shutout had Rashad Rochelle not dropped that last punt. And, uh, you know, you, you would think Rutgers could have ran out the clock or, you know, if they had to give it back, it would have been deep in, in uh, you know, their own territory. And uh, But that's, that's beside the point. It's kind of in, inconsequential because, you know, the game was in hand and there was never a moment where you questioned whether they might lose this game. I mean, in the past, we've seen some games, even games that they've won You know, it looked the score might be be a little different. There was times where you said, "Uh uh-oh, there was a nervous moment. There was no nervous moments in this game. And and I think one of the important things is to stay healthy. You know, Wesley Bailey went down today, uh, did not return for the second half. Um, You know, Sam Brown and Aaron Young were already hurt. They're close to coming back. But, you know, you always have to worry with a little bit of injury. So, um, you know, if this team can stay healthy, um, take care of business early on, it could be one of the more interesting years than we've seen in quite a while. And that's saying a lot.
1: Yeah, and I I just go back to your point right there about uh, Sam Brown and Aaron Young. um, Not to take anything away from Benjamin and Manungai, but once that running back room is fully back and healthy whenever that is, um, you know all the stuff we're talking about with Gavin Wimsett, about you know the improvement we've seen from the offensive line and all that stuff. That's going to be amplified because now you're going to have a guy who you know Sam Brown when he was healthy before he went down last year he was a the key guy you could make the argument in last year's Rutgers offense and having these other pieces around him I think is going to be huge for Rutgers as a whole and I think that's when you're really going to see the full potential of this year's offense shine.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you're going to carry that momentum into next week. Temple's here. We're still here. Uh, we're recording this from one of the boxes inside SHI Stadium. They're cleaning up. It was a nice crowd here today. Um, you know, and, and a win here, it, it generates excitement. So next week at Temple, you, you should see a, a relatively big crowd again. You know, you win that. You keep building it. Rutgers has a favorable schedule at home this year. Ohio State's the only, you know, big, bad team to, that's going to come in here. So, um, You know, there's an opportunity to to have a a good home season here, and and Fruckers fans are used to it in Jersey Mike's Arena. Maybe it's time that they they start to, you know, mimic that at at SHI Stadium. Now, there's a ways to go to climb the the ladder through the Big Ten, but, you know, I think the important thing in this game is we've seen progress, we've seen the depth building, and there's a reason to be excited about this offense because, you know, Gavin Wimsett is – is really starting to mature he's still only 19 years old chris so um i think that was one of my biggest takeaways from this game um is that you know limsett's starting to arrive and was he perfect like you said no but you know he didn't have the widest open receivers you know the, the whole game um so uh, I, I like his development i like what i've seen from him and, and looking forward to see more i mean Uh, You know, on that note, Chris, uh, I guess to close, what's your biggest takeaway of this game? I think my biggest takeaway from this is Rutgers looks like a more complete
1: football team than I've seen them, as you mentioned, Bobby, in a really long time. Mm -hmm. It feels like pretty much every position group, either on the defensive side where you're returning a lot of guys and it's about development, or in the case of the offense where you've got, you know, some new and improved pieces coming in. And, you know, you mentioned a freshman like Ian Strong, for instance. um, It really does feel like this is more of a well-rounded team than we've seen in the past, you know, first couple of years it was can the defense do enough to win this game and can the offense do just enough to complement what the defense was doing it didn't feel like that today and of course long season ahead uh, don't want to take too too much away from one game but I thought that was really my takeaway is that this looked like a complete Rutgers performance on both sides of the ball and I think if Rutgers can build off of that Temple under the lights at home prime time uh, that's a kind of atmosphere that you can really feed off of as a player, and really take to the uh, to the to the next level, and sort of build on that as you continue
0: uh, into the September stretch good point Chris and, and, and uh, thanks for the insight and we'll be here under the lights uh, next week when Temple's here bringing you complete comprehensive coverage of Rutgers football uh, until that time you can stay with us on scarletnation.com or the 24-7 sports network we have 24 hours of relentless content Chris and I will be providing you with, with everything Rutgers football and uh, that will continue night and day throughout the week we have a special now you can get in on an annual VIP membership for 50% off um, get it it's 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 worth it <laughs> (laughs) And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back at you with some more Scarlet Nation podcasts this week.